Welcome to Notable News for the 25th of September. I am Kristen Downs, host of the Notable Woman podcast and the Notable Woman Live, and I'm happy to provide you with these bite-sized broadcasts. Avoid headlines like, Twitter reacts to Kylie Jenner's pregnancy, and listen to Notable News instead. Your free gift for today's broadcast is my Plan Your Hype workbook designed to help you look at your project, yourself, and your audience to find the best way to go from being the best kept secret to being everywhere. Get yours today at thenotablewoman.com slash hype workbook. So much has happened since last week, it is hard to know where to start. Let's begin with the damage to Puerto Rico, a U.S. territory from Hurricane Maria. The island has been largely cut off from the outside world since Wednesday when the hurricane hit. Many people in the states not knowing if their relatives made it through the storm or not. Homes were destroyed, roadways were washed away, and 10 people have been confirmed dead. 70,000 people in western Puerto Rico are under an evacuation order as officials there fear that a dam will give way and cause massive flooding. There are concerns about power, food, water, and fuel. One of the few hospitals with power said they're running low on the fuel that they need to power their generator. Puerto Rico's governor begged Congress to act on an aid package for Puerto Rico, saying, Congress can act. If they don't act, my fear is that we will see massive migration. It will be depleting the human resources here in Puerto Rico, and it will be affecting demographic change in the United States as well. Many Americans are calling on Trump to do more to address the developing humanitarian crisis in Puerto Rico, including Hillary Clinton. Many saying that this could be Trump's Katrina, which happened during George W. Bush's presidency. Mexico can't seem to catch a break, with two more earthquakes happening in southern Mexico this weekend on Saturday. Now, Hurricane Maria is headed up the U.S. East Coast and will continue to keep an eye on it. So now, if Donald Trump isn't acting on Puerto Rico this weekend, what was he doing? Well, 99.9% of Trump's time was spent going to campaign in Alabama for the man he wants to take Jeff Sessions' seat there. And then the fallout of that rally. Now, why was there fallout? Well, he replied to calls to lock Hillary Clinton up with talk to Jeff Sessions, so he continues to push this authoritarian narrative of locking up political opponents, which is a very dangerous statement. He also called Colin Kaepernick, a son of a bitch, for protesting police brutality against black people by kneeling during the national anthem at football games. He also said NFL owners should fire any player who dared to kneel. A very strong series of dangerous statements. One, the U.S. president is calling for U.S. citizens to be fired for exercising their right to protest, an important part of the Constitution. Second, he strove to start a fight between the owners and the players. So what happened? Well, Oakland Athletics catcher Bruce Maxwell chose to kneel during the National Anthem. A rookie in his first season, Maxwell made a bold move deciding to kneel, making him the first Major League Baseball player to do so. And what about the NFL? 
Well, every single team in the NFL made some sort of statement against Trump, whether they had locked arms in unity, knelt during the anthem, or chose to not come out at all. It was one after the other, and I was just watching with popcorn in hand. Okay, not really. But it was mesmerizing to see so many teams saying nope to a president who was telling them how to exercise their rights. And again, Trump's approach was a very authoritarian. To the elephant in the room, Trump saying Nazis, white nationalists, and white supremacists exercising their First Amendment rights, as well as the right to assemble, are, quote, very fine people, and uh, black people genuflecting silently in protest are sons of bitches, is lost on no one. Now, it wasn't all sunshine in response to these statements. The owners of NASCAR said they would fire any driver that kneels for the national anthem, which would be quite a pickle. Technically, it would be the U.S. government who would be defending those drivers' rights. But how does that work when our very own president is the one trying to take them away? Many people think that Trump's comments this weekend were take, to take away from a late Friday afternoon news item that 21 states were notified that their election systems were attacked by Russian hackers. Late Sunday night, the Trump administration released Travel Ban 3.0, which includes new travel restriction on certain foreigners from Chad, Iran, Libya, North Korea, Somalia, Syria, uh, Venezuela, and Yemen. As one senator said this morning, remember all those terrorists from Venezuela? No, I didn't think so. I can't even on the Graham-Cassidy healthcare bill. Why no hearings? Why not let the CBO review it? Why let Alaska and Montana keep the Affordable Care Act? Why punish states that implemented the ACA? It's a disgusting, partisan mess. And at its very core, it's going to take away protections for pre-existing conditions and make it legal again to discriminate against women in their health care. It's been almost mind-boggling how many joint statements against this bill have come out, from health care providers to Medicare directors to even insurance companies. John McCain has come out against the bill, and I like to think it's uh, my daily pictures of my cancer-ridden father that caused him to change his mind. But there are still a lot of votes in play, and this bill is not dead yet. So get out there and call your senators. As my good friend Tanya said, are you tired of calling your senators? Me too, but too damn bad. So get out there and call them and let them know that you want a bipartisan health care bill with full hearings, with full CPO scores, that covers pre-existing conditions, and doesn't discriminate against women. Thank you. I will end with the weekend news that Jared Kushner and other White House officials have set up their own email servers and have been doing White House business from these accounts. Given that Hillary's emails were where Crooked Hillary originated, as well as the calls to lock her up, I am once again astounded by the hypocrisy of not just the Trump administration, but by all Republicans. If you thought Hillary emails were so bad, I hope that you will have a strong response to this weekend's news. I certainly will be watching for it. If there isn't one, We'll know that you didn't really care about the emails for Hillary either. All right.
right, folks, that's it for me today. Have a beautiful day.